Wolverine. Wolverine. Guys, I don't care what kind of lightning you shoot out of your ass. It's time to listen to your favorite X-Men podcast, The Examination Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Quentin Emler, and joining me this week, it's Kelsey Struts. Yeah. And Dane Rainier. What are the different kinds of lightning one could shoot out of their ass? I don't know, and I don't care. I'm just a fall lightning, chain lightning, trying to investigate the missing kids. Uh, Fork lightning. (laughs) (laughs) We have a great show planned for you today, uh, including all sorts of ass lightning conversations. Um, It's going to be awesome. We got a new book, X Factor number one, coming out this week. But before we jump into that, let's hook up to Cerebro. And talk some news. Guys, not a lot of news going on. The only story I found was in Olivia Munn uh, finding her Psylocke sword and trying to swing it and hit her wall. Uh, kind of slow news week, didn't you guys think? Yeah, not a whole lot going on. It's Yeah, nothing Nothing I saw jumped across the wire ticker. It, it's interesting, especially considering we're getting a new comic this week. And there's just not, not a whole lot going on Marvel-wise. Uh, I, I think that's okay. It's kind of fun. We finally got into the stream of comics coming back. So I'm hopeful they'll start to get in a routine of having more. But um, we'll see. So we're going to jump right over the news this, today. We're going to hop into the Crucible and see what our contestants here think would make for a better mutant nation by examining movies, games, and the comics. And what are our hopes and dreams? Just like Professor Isaac Magneto had for Kakoa. What are our hopes and dreams for the X-Men? So let's start with comics. What are... Dane, what's your hope for the comics? What's something you hope to see? So my dream for the X-Men comics is something that I know is going to come true here pretty soon, but I don't want it to just be the one-off that it's scheduled for. I want Phantom X. I want them back, and I want them to be maybe not a central part, but at least a reoccurring character with something going on. Phantom X, he's not even a mutant. That's that's your priority? That's not true. He is a partial mutant, partial sentinel. He's Sounds a mutant like not sentinel. a mutant. Sounds he's, like an inhuman. That's a mutant. Well, don't even. Don't do not go there. I will not stand for it. Uh I want to see Scarlet Witch get redemption. That's been a, a thing they've kind of like teased out and i don't think it's going to go the way i want but I, I i either want her to fall so hard that it's irredeemable like it's already there but i i want to see her involved that's kind of my dream i want i like scarlet witch she's a tie to the avengers you could do avx2 you could do it right you know there's you, options you come at me for phantom x and then you choose the pretender shame for shame well i want to be a mutant again kelsey what about you Oh, what we're wanting to see from the comics? Yeah, yeah. What's your hope? Hopes and dreams, my man. Man, honestly, at this point, I would like to see the flagship X-Men series have a cohesive storyline. Okay. I I can be down with that. Uh, So you want want one storyline. They've teased this Vulcan thing out. We'll get into that later, but it seems like they are at least staying on that track a little bit. I don't know. It seems like it's it's been used more as a setup for other things, which which is which has been fine. I, I like the way they've done it. I just 
the amount of content is almost overwhelming at this point where the X-Men comic really doesn't feel like a set X-Men comic anymore because it doesn't really follow any group. It's like an advertisement for other comics. Yes. It constantly changes and sets up for other comics. Like, what, who, who are the main characters of the X-Men comic? Tell me, because I couldn't tell you. Who's been in there for more than two issues as an actual character? Now, was that your hope or your nightmare scenario, that they keep doing this? I guess I guess it could be both. No, no, no. My, my hope is that they, they kind of find some footing with it. it so you, you saying that is a funny point, and I'll transition it there, Quentin, because my nightmare is the not tying up loose ends. That and mostly I'm talking about the X Men comics. You know what I mean? Because the the core X Men title line is bringing up so much stuff, and we have at least recently seen a little bit of the payout with Horticulture coming back. But think of all the stuff that's just floating out there that we're waiting on, and I fear it's either not going to get tied up or it's going to take like three years to pull on those threads. Oh man! Well, if you guys have not read a lot of Hickman, you're in for. The long haul. And with COVID in there, it might be a decade. Let's be real. I know. I know. I just, and that's the problem is that I think sometimes when you set up too grandiose of plans, which Hickman sometimes can do, um, you really, if, if for some reason he no longer is running X-Men in five years, because that would be a really long run, there could just be stuff that just never gets addressed. Yeah. I think uh, for me, I had a very similar one. And it's that Powers of X and House of X and, and the Moira storyline doesn't doesn't pay off, and that they don't become focal points soon enough. I, I'm kind of with you on that, um, Kelsey. You, you mentioned that you want the core X Men book, the Hickman written book, to have a more consistent character base. Uh, what what's your nightmare? What could be even worse than what we're getting right now for you? A standalone Phantom X comic. <laughs> I mean, he's not even a mutant. I don't know. I don't, That's I don't not even true. Know why. I don't even know why he's there. I mean, basically, Spider Man's got mutated DNA. Is he a mutant now? Who? No, that's not true. Spider Man. Like if, if Phantom X is a mutant, I think Spider Man's a mutant. No, Phantom X was born that way. That's what. That's what qualifies. Oh uh, well, Spider Man did have that alien attached to him that he controlled with his. Oh wait, that's Phantom X has the. The robot alien Eva spaceship thing. No, that's an external nervous system. Oh. Part yeah. of him. Part of him. Okay. Okay. All right. What about what about movies? What are you hoping for in the new era? Is there anything you want to see, uh, Kelsey, with the movies? X-Men. I mean, hands down. <laughs> Thanks for getting Very creative. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. It's it's X Men. I don't really want to see Fantastic Four unless they're going to do it right. And I just I just want to see how they do X Men. Do you want to see X Men even if they don't do it right? Well, I mean, will they get my money the first time around? Yes, can't tell you until I know. <laughs> do I? Will is there a chance? I wish I have unseen it. Sure. <laughs> Dane, what uh, what what are you hoping to see? All right, my my dream is a little more specific uh, than Kelsey's, but in the same vein. It's a specific casting. It's my favorite character, Nightcrawler. I want to see Rami Malek as Nightcrawler. Isn't he a little tall for Nightcrawler? No, how, old's Rami, how tall is Rami Malek? I don't know. 
I mean, you can adjust that kind of stuff, but Rami's 5'9". Okay, okay, that's pretty that's, good. That's about right. I think he has a strange, not like a super strange face, but a unique face. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know, he does. That pickup line didn't work for me at the bar last week. <laughs> he had a strange no, face. I Have I ever told you that? I don't think he's like ugly or anything. I just think he has a very, very unique features, which is something that is going to help with, uh, you know, a nightcrawler that it doesn't just have to be a full CGI workup. And I think he's really come into his, you know, his own on acting chops in the last, you know, five years between, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mr. Robot, that kind of stuff. I just think, and he's got a good voice too. I, I think he would be a great selection. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I, I could be down with that. Um, I, I'd say my dream is that they adapt the Joss Whedon Astonishing X-Men arc. That's something I hope they build to. I think it's got clear uh, thematic like moments that I can see each uh, arc of that series being its own movie and, and working really well and building off another in a good way. So that's kind of my dream. Oh, so you want that as like more than just one movie? Yeah, I you think want... each graphic novel. I think okay. Gifted could be a movie. I think uh, Torn could be a movie. Right. I think Unstoppable could be a movie. Like maybe Unstoppable is like a two-part Twilight style, you know, like <laughs> bigger movie uh, or Deathly Hollow style. But the other ones I think would fit really nicely just into one movie story arcs. So Kelsey, we we talked about the dreams. What about the dark side? What what do you what do you fear that they'll do? Movie-wise? Yeah. Well, now that a lot of it's in Marvel's hands... Well, okay. Actually, my fear is they will continue to get in fights with Sony about rights to Spider-Man. And Sony will continue to say, Hey, you guys are getting stuff with Spider-Man. You know, you're having success with Spider-Man. We're going to do this Venom movie on the side. It'll be great guys. We're going to cash in on it. And then they make, you know, the dog do that is Venom. And then they say, Hey, you know what movie no one's clamored for, but it's in the Spider-Man universe. Morbius. Let's throw it out there, guys. I think your nightmares are becoming realities. Yeah, exactly. So basically, continuing to do that and then getting to the point where they say hey you know what marvel's making money on this this let's just take spider-man back they can either beg us for more or we're gonna just we're cash in because it's obviously easy look what marvel's done and then they reboot we get another another spider-man origin story because we gotta see uncle ben die again yep yep um dane what about you what 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 are you afraid is coming I am afraid of any level of holdover. I don't want to see anybody come back. I don't want to see... I just want to... The MCU, I want them to pretend like these are the very first time we've ever seen the X-Men. And I fear that there may be some attempt at some time travel story to try and tie anything back or to try and keep a previous actor or something like that. And I just want a fresh slate with the MCU's take on the X-Men. I, I think that's a fair uh, read. And I, my nightmare, kind of similar, is not necessarily things from the past, but I'm going to call it the Halle Berry Catwoman effect. I would really hate to see like generic big actors just for the pool of having big actors. Like yeah. Storm should be African. Like 
the more African we can get her, the better she'll be. Like, I, and not, no offense, Sally Bear. I think she did awesome for Storm, but like, like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't just want a Jennifer Lawrence now. I think she was a great casting when they first got her, but hopefully actors don't dictate the type of story they tell. I think the, the one that I'm worried about is the recasting of Wolverine, potentially trying to be a big name. I know Tom Hardy's been something that's thrown around, and I just don't... Because I, I think we want these characters to be the characters, and it's going to be tough if you get with those big names, because you're just always going to look at them as that celebrity. Yeah. Well, um, the last one I had was any games, and, and games are hard, but anybody have a dream or nightmare for, for an X-Men game? I think just getting a decent X-Men game. Update and re-release X-Men Legends 2. <laughs> just a remaster? Yeah, just remaster it. That one was solid. I think, like, Rocksteady, uh, who did the Batman Arkham games, like, you can fly. They've got the stealth mode. They've got the action, like, fight with Batman mode. And then they've got the driving the Batmobile mode. Like, why can't the Batmobile be Juggernaut? Why can't the flying, gliding part be Angel? Like, what if you could just, like, control the team as they're moving and it, like, depending on what you need to do, like, rotate through? There might there might be a way to pull something off. Just I think it would be um, a, a, more difficult to do, though, because of you... When it's an X-Men, you'd want a big cast. Yeah. Which is yeah. different than, like, the Batman games. But, I mean, functionally, you're right. Those games feel great. Yeah. The new Spider-Man game was excellent, too. I'd, I'd love to see what a good developer could do with yeah. it. It's hard not to make it fortnite though, where it's, or, or, you know, Ultimate Alliance kind of had that Fortnite feel where it was just, like, very bland gameplay that, like, you know, characters were different, but not really. Right. It's like everybody so, has a, a power-up ability. Everyone has a cone ability. Every, yeah. And, and I think it leads itself. I think an X-Men MOBA would be fun. Yeah. Like a League of Legends or Dota style. There is uh, one, isn't there? Powers. I, I think it's only available in other countries on the phone. I'm talking about like a proper one on okay. PC. Yeah, I, I think you are right. I think there's like an X-Men mobile MOBA. Well, it's I think it's uh, Marvel in general. And there's oh, like you are right. You are right. It, I just remember it had a lot of X-Men, some of them that weren't even like big ones, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this week, it's time. I think we're going to head right into comics. We've got an exciting one this week. X-Factor number one, hot off the press. This one got delayed because of COVID. It's finally in our hands. And Dane, what happened in X-Factor one? And did we like it? So North Star gets a feeling. He knows his twin sister, Aurora, has died. But the five won't resurrect without proof of death. And no one on the island seems to be able to help with that. So along with Polaris, they form a team to investigate. Through the use of Dakin's pheromones, Prodigy's immense knowledge, Prestige's psychic abilities, and Eyeboy's sight, they find her body, but under some very mysterious conditions. They explained what they found to the Quiet Council and are quickly appointed as X-Factor Investigations to work with the Five in finding missing or presumed dead mutants for their resurrection protocols. They have a base of operations on the island, North Star is their leader, and if you need a mutant found, X-Factor is who you call. Kelsey, did you get down with this number one? We've got a, a long history of Marauders, Hellions. We've had several strong number ones. Did this one stand, and Cable, did this one stand up with those? 
Yeah. Um, at first, I wasn't grooving on it, you know, when it just first started and North Stars just flying around whining at everyone. I mean, at some point, he mentions that no one is helping him. He's gone through all this red tape or whatever. And you're looking at it going, he went to the five and he went to Sage. He hardly exhausted his resources looking. He just went to two people or two groups and complained heavily. And the five had a good point. It's like, uh, we can't just resurrect someone because you feel they are dead. Sorry, not how this works. We have a yeah, backlog anyway. And Sage saying, it's like, yeah, my job is not to nanny state everyone. I have no idea. I can tell you where she was last. Here you go. But I liked Polaris in this. Um, Dakin was entertaining, especially the fact that apparently Dakin just doesn't wear shirts. <laughs> just um, anywhere. I liked the usefulness of iBoy in his powers. Where he's like, hey, wait, wait, what are we looking for? Okay, hold on. Let me use the right eyes for this one. Like, and I just, can't see. And he's like, oh boy, do I have the guy for the job. Yeah, it's like, I know what to do. And Prodigy was good too. I, I just it, the, the team was really cool, especially not being a, it's not a hard hitting action team. Yeah, you know, other than Dakin. You know, obviously Dakin's there and he's there to mess stuff up. And apparently in, a large percentage of the team is bisexual. Two members. Well, pretty decent. So I mean, you know, yeah. a third of the team. Pro- Prodigy and Dakin. And the North Star is gay. Yeah. The and mutant culture is a horny to, one. To, to be fair, you're 100% of that team bangs guys. Oh, wait, maybe not iBoy. That's true. That's true. Maybe not iBoy. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't so, think it's come up. Kelsey's got a few strong uh, points, a few complaints. I, I personally... I, I, you know, complaint-wise, though... It, it is a really good comic. I thought it was good. I love the kind of detective um, riff that they're going on, like almost Private Eye-esque. Haha, uh-huh. I, I guy or I boy. <laughs> but um, I wondered I, when you were going to make that joke. I love it. I, I especially liked the kind of the ending where they're like, okay, we've got this stuff set up, so you're not getting overflow. But, you, you know, this is – when, when they've exhausted this and someone's been missing for a month and it's going to come to you. And if they can't get to you through this, then maybe they'll try that, you know, and it's to me, I, I I'm excited for the direction they'll take with this. They don't know. It's not going to be like X force where it is just hyper action all the time or Wolverine where it's a little more noir, but then hyper action. It, it seems to me that, this will have more of a mystery-esque thing, you know, just like they were like, well, we kind of solved how this happened. We don't know why this happened. You know, we, we figured out she was driving her car. Brake lines were cut. The guy who cut the brake lines did not expect her to crash into him and into the bridge and off of it. He expected her to just, you know, kind of bump into something or whatever. So, but they kind so of one mystery, you get another. Right, right. And like, like you're pulling at threads. Each, you know, and hopefully each issue is another thread that they're just pulling at to unravel yeah. a knot kind of thing. The parts that were strong to me, I, I, I think the concept is fantastic. The, the need for the team, I thought, uh, it was fun to see the Quiet Council. And I, every time we get a different perspective on the politics, the logistics, I think that is kind of neat. But uh, Dane, you were really high on this issue. Oh my gosh. 
how, how did it, why did it work well for you? What parts of it made it stand out? So I could talk a whole episode just on this issue, but so what I'll try and do to limit that is I'll just try and rapid fire tell you the things that I loved about this. You're right. I love the concept. It fits into the world. I love what we saw out of this felt like early Dawn of X, like how the politics and the government of the island works, looking at the the five as sort of like these gods that people are sort of praying to. I forgot how great of a character North Star is, that he's that brash, just, I mean, really, he's he's an ass. You forget, yeah, you forget how North Star behaves. Yeah, I mean, it's all of this felt like the detective half of a Law & Order episode, like Blob at one point is literally cleaning out a mug behind a bar while he's being investigated. There's so much going on. I think the dialogue is witty and it works. The characters, why they're there, Mostly, you know, some of them are a little simple, but most of it makes sense to me. I think the way that they show power through the artwork was really interesting and pretty unique. Yeah, I, that, I, can okay. I interject? Yeah, go ahead. That, that the panel and and you know, I wish I'd had the hard copy to really look at it at first because I think it would have looked really good the first time you see it. But the panel where they're pulling the cars out of the water kind of thing or whatever where they see them all or something and it's it's like six panels inside of a large panel i i thought that was that projected the use of their powers really well yeah everyone got a moment to shine they did in the fir- so i think as a as a you know like a, an intro story everyone got a time to shine you know what everybody brings to the table i think you have a glimpse of who everyone is as a character but there's still more there to figure out and so the only worries I have are whether they can keep this up, both from a concept idea, because eventually it's going to feel kind of like, how are they not solving every mystery instantaneously? And then also from a pretty big roster with some, you know, really no A-tier mutants, is every going to be everyone going to be able to get their chance to shine on a regular basis? But the only concern or con that I have is, can this comic keep up being this good every week i loved it one of my favorite i mean you're right we've had some great first issues this one might be my favorite yeah um that kind of leads us into our next book which had a really strong number one debut cable number two and in cable number two our hero and his girlfriend the stepford cuckoo uh cuckoo esme uh investigate a missing mutant baby in philadelphia After some roasting by the telepathic sisters, the duo enter the house and investigate the missing baby, only be attacked by a trio of space knights who are after the light of Galador, which you may recall was the sword Cable retrieved last issue. Both Cable and his girlfriend are knocked unconscious and captured by the space knights. Cyclops and and Emma debate how to handle the situation as their children of sorts are missing. The issue ends with a flash forward or maybe a flash sideways or a flash back, depending on how you want to view it. Uh, who can say with this cable time travel antics stuff uh, in which the traditional old man cable rides up to a mysterious tower like um, area in Clint Eastwood style uh, remarks that it may be a trap. And what that means, we'll have to find out next time. I am super on board with cable. It feels like a, uh, a kid right in a James Bond movie. So it's like kind of edgy that way. Uh, it works really well for me. Uh, Kelsey, did you like this book? Um, I did. It seemed short. Like I yeah. feel like nothing happened. Like all it was was a setup. But 
part of it was the absence or the length of time in between issues. And I got a kick out of the old man cable again, because I completely forgot about that in the first issue. I was like, Oh yeah, they have a dueling timeline thing going on here. I, I, it completely escaped me that that was happening until it happened. Cause it, it, I start reading the panel where like, Oh, the chronometer or whatever is busting. I'm like, wait, the chrono- what, what's going on now? It's like th- this cable isn't time travel. I'm like, Oh yeah. The other one does. He's in this. I think uh, it's my theory that this Cable B story isn't going to take over. We're not going to get old Cable. I think it's more of giving, I think they're going to tie it together and it's going to give some background into what's going on in the modern day. I think you're right. Storyline. So I don't think it bothers me. I'm not worried about us losing this fun Cable that we have right now. Uh, Dane, did the story resonate and work for you? This book, Cable, not just this issue, but the two that we've read, it knows its tone. It has that down. And so I'm I'm confident, even if the stories necessarily, the content isn't great, the book knows what it is, and I think it's going to execute on that. Because it's certainly shown that carryover from issue one to two, even just from like the intro description, you know what I mean? Where it's, you know, he's finding six swords that belong to space knights, but there's more to him than just gun swords and telekinesis. So they you know, what know actor as you're saying this I think should play Cable if they ever made a kid Cable adaptation. Who? Andy Samberg. <laughs> I think Andy Samberg might be a little old to play kid Cable at well, this well, point. Don't get me wrong, you have to age him up, but the the comic feels like Brooklyn Nine-Nine of Yeah, the I could 100%. Show. I can see what you're where you're going at. You know, but I liked the um the cops in this. Speaking of yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I like the way that the cops are just like, "Listen, what's one What's with your eye, kid? And then they're, oh, they, yeah. they were never being mean or like, you you hold your tongue, mutie, and you say, don't tell us how to do our job. They're basically like, listen, we take every case seriously. We're going to handle this. You're in our jurisdiction. You really don't, you don't need to be doing anything. It's like, we're going we're gonna to work the case. It's like, we're not just because they're a mutant means nothing. That has nothing to do with this. And at first it's like, oh, it's Kid Cable. But then like Cyclops, the leader of the X-Men shows up and they literally rag him for the exact same stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your kid with the weird eye must run in the family. Yeah. You know, they were hilarious. And I love the plot device of using that same room, right. same thing twice in a row, like same circumstance. Yeah, I thought that worked really well. I love the carryover from with the Quentin Quire storyline of the Cuckoos wanting to date Cable. But, you know, he's kind of like the young ladies man of the island. I love the idea that he's dating all five of them and like what that means, you know, explaining that, especially given, you know, Scott's kind of current arrangement and that he used to date Emma and just the, the tangled even now at this point, family ties going on in Krakoa. I just think it's a lot of fun and it's, it's a neat thing to explore. It's fun. Cause it points out some of the, like the flaws in that system. And like, it's like, they kind of know it's a bad idea for him to be dating all five. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, they don't have the grounds to say anything to him. And he knows that. Right. What are they supposed to do? And it's like <laughs> the, the space night story here is, should be like the biggest thing going on, but I, it's totally ancillary. It's just like the moving action piece in the background. And I Nobody don't care. Cares. I just want to see more cable. More. It, it may, it may, you know, become more. It, it likely will. Like they're, they're building Almost to something cool. with it, obviously, but it's just, you're still hundred percent everything else that is going on. It's the plot point. Like it's the driving through line 
and it's i'm just sort of like well it's the you know we've talked about this it's kind of like how um when they first pitched aqua teen hunger force so like this doesn't have a, a plot and they were just like yeah. okay they're detectives and so they got it in there and it didn't matter that they were detectives the just wagon. the characters and everything carried it and that's i think exactly what's going on it could be space knights or sea you could bring back krakens i don't care as long as there's more of this cable i'm in well i think that was probably the thing it's like i want to tell a cable story and then they're like yeah but it's got to tie the tin of swords okay i'll find space fine. knights and a sword Whatever. what do you got they're like well we've got these aliens yeah i'll work it in i'll work it in <laughs> that's not the story i'm telling but i'll find a way God, also, um, Subway, a proud sponsor. <laughs> but, um, so this book was really good. I think we're all for it. Uh, I think it's in the top half of X-Men books right now. Oh, 100%. Uh, for sure. And we're we're enjoying the two, two issues we got. But we got one more issue left. The classic, the core title written by Hickman, X-Men. Kelsey, what happened in X-Men? Well, X-Men is diving more into Empire. Um, side note. After reading it, well, yeah, you know, let me recap it first, and we'll get into this. Uh, opens up on the moon, and this is going into actually opens up with Gabriel Summers, uh, aka Vulcan, kind of having a mental flashback of when he was in that kind of ripped space time warp thing when he was sus suspected to be dead, um, and being worked on by interdimensional beings who obviously look weird. Uh, they kind of open him up, put him back together, and then he wakes up. He is kind of in this midlife crisis, I guess. He must be drinking. He's been drinking a lot and everything. And the, uh, oh God, who are their, their names? What were those two? Uh, Sway and... Petra and Sway. Petra and Sway are there making margaritas, trying to coax him into having another drink and possibly do other things at the summer house, including a big party on the moon. Um, Gabriel's head's hurting. He decides he's going to go for a walk. He does go for a walk. Keeps walking until he finds, oh, the plant creatures that are from the Empire storyline. He begins speaking with them, kind of just goes like, oh, hey, guys, um... See a lot of architecture here. What are we doing? Oh, I see you guys are pointing that thing at Earth. That's that's not a good idea. There's Krakoa there. A fight ensues. They beat him at first. They beat Vulcan at first. Vulcan has a little trigger moment where he realizes that the creatures that mess with him on the other side of the dimension basically covered up his real inner fire, quote-unquote, with a veneer of good. And once you kind of broke through that, he would go into his old self again. And this is what he does when he creates basically an atomic blast on the moon. Um, yeah, really. Eventually, his friends, his friends are able to coax him back with more margaritas. <laughs> and, and, basically, and, and he's able to read the letter that he failed to read from Scott, uh, basically saying, it's like, yeah, hey, when I'm back in town, we're going to spend the day together, bro. But right now, I'm with my wife, my kids, and my boyfriend guy thing, Wolverine, who's also banging my wife on uh, Chandelar, which you probably shouldn't be here. Walk, rocking that sweet Speedo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, 
issue itself. It's standard X-Men right now where they are just laying groundwork for other things. Here's my weird issue. Don't you think it should have been before the other one where Scarlet Witch brings back the zombies? I don't know. You know they're not concerned with timing. happening at the same time. And and as much as we talk about X-Men being rudderless, it is very summer-centric. It's summer-centric, but hold on. It it should have been before because the the message – that kind of gets related is don't mess with Krakoa and that puts Krakoa on the map for them. And that gets them going in that direction. Yeah. As it's only the difference of a week though. That's pretty easy to forgive considering the number of things we see with Kate. But if you are reading it, I recommend reading the other one after this one. Yeah. Although they don't attack Krakoa necessarily because of that, they attack. They go to Genosha, and I think they're attacking Earth in general. And they just happen yeah, to wind up. They, they purposely go to Genosha because they're avoiding Krakoa at, at first. Uh, which, if I got blown up by Vulcan, I would too. <laughs> got to reseed. Of the of the three issues this week, though, I think this was the weakest, but. I still think it was a good issue. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the art style. I enjoyed getting into Vulcan a little more and kind of open up what's been going on. Um, but like I, I, I said agree. earlier, I, I would like things to start coming together with the X-Men issues themselves. Something more coherent week to week as opposed to each time there's an X-Men issue, it's basically laying groundwork for something else. I, I think, one, I think that's not going to happen. I think X-Men will be the point where Hickman explores the world, fleshes out little details. It, it's all through the lens of the summer, but I don't think it's ever going to be one coherent storyline. Yeah. You may get like two or three. You're, you're never getting out of the basement. You're, get, you're never getting out of the basement. Is my yeah, issue. I, I think that's safe for events. And I, I think your complaint is fair. I think if you want a more classic X-Men team book, they want you to look somewhere like Marauders or X-Force or something like that. Yeah. And not that not that your complaint's not good, because I, I wanted to see... The promise was Hickman writing X-Men, not Hickman writing advertisements for... Other <laughs> for other games. X-Men. Yeah, and, and again, I don't I don't dislike these X-Men comics. They're all good. I've enjoyed them. I just, yeah. you know... Yeah, it's... It, like, this one was well-written, and I appreciated it. It just maybe wasn't for me. Uh, be, and part of the thing is, I think you have to have a little bit more obscure of a knowledge base. Like, you have to be reading Empire for, I think, this to really hit... And you have to know, I think, a little bit more and care more about Vulcan and that they even surrounded him, sort of bookended him with two relatively obscure uh, X-Men characters. So it's there was just a lot that I think you'd have to be on to know. Because like I know who Petra and Sway are, but they're not at the top of my list of like characters I was hoping we could see get some page time. Yeah, Vulcan right now is working in a lot of the same context that they're doing with Cable, where he disappeared, came back, he's kind of edgy, is young and party and wild. And I think it just works better because Cable knows what it is, and this book's a little all over the place. Right. But I mean, it's like I said, it's well written. Like the dialogue coming about this, like even just the, the, you know, the kind of benign stuff of like hey is this gonna be like a drinking day or a drinking day like it's written well in the sense that i hear that conversation right because i've I've heard that conversation literally last week 
Right. You know, Friday is a drinking day. No, no, no. It's it's a drinking day. Drinking. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's well written. Like the person who's writing that is is doing a good job. Hickman, obviously. It's just. I don't know. It was a little. It's a little diametrically juxtaposed between that and the seriousness of what's going on, and maybe that in a book that is intentionally never finding its own ground is a little yeah. much for me. It was like I said, it's good. This just may not have been the issue for me. Yep, um, I'm with you. I want the payoff now, but um, as someone who's read Hickman books before, this is this is the way he does it. It's yeah. a slow burn. Um, it's all the if you read his Fantastic Four run. It's seeded out. This issue is about Valerie. This issue is about Reed. And then you're going to have four issues with each one before you actually get anywhere. And that, that takes years in the comics format. He is a grand so, plan guy. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement. We got three really good books. Anything else to say, guys, about the three books other than that? This was one of the stronger weeks we've had in a while. Oh, I think the last two weeks have actually been really strong. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope we keep getting good. I mean, we've gotten a lot of really good weeks, but I think this one was really strong. I think Cable is picking up steam. I think X Factor could be a great book. I, I am really looking forward to where stuff is going. They're writing great stories. The the thing with X Factor is because they're only using C characters, it doesn't feel like they're using a character for the sake of just using a character, which might be a knock at another book. That just seems like it's people doing things <laughs> and maybe wearing British flags. I'm not saying which book, though. We're going to keep that down But it low. could be those factors. Those X factors. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, I think it's time for the danger room. But let's take the gloves off. Let's change the settings. Let's take it to the highest level. And let's change up who is we most question in one answer. <laughs> yeah. What what happens when Wolverine turns on the settings and young Jubilee walks into the danger room? Let's find out. In the danger room. Danger room this week. Yeah, I had so much fun running Kelsey from the gauntlet. We thought we'd mix things up. But this time, we get to put Quentin in there while I sit in the chair with control. So, the rules, as always, are the same. You have 20 questions to guess the person, place, or thing that I'm thinking or idea. in the Marvel Universe. That's true. Can I, can I take the reins? Yes, please do. Are, are they considered heroic? Or is it a person? Oh it is a person. Nails it. Look at this rookie move here. Oh. Um, are they a man? No. Okay. Um, so, not man. Let's say, are they a mutant? Yes. It's talking female mutant or phantomance? No, no, not a man mutant. Let's be. Well, I don't think Phantom X. What is Phantom X? He's a weird nervous system sitting. I don't know. Thing. What is Dupe? Um, are they 
would they be considered primarily a good guy? Yes. Have they been featured in an ad or panel of a House of X through present day X-Men title? Featured? No. I, I can't say that they haven't appeared what I in a mean panel is, somewhere. Could I see them on any cover or anything that's been listed? Like basically anything X-Men since House of X, meaning solicits, previews, panels, have they been in anything post Don of X? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, so mutant, not Don of X, not in a female, most likely. Is this character closely associated with the X-Men proper? Define X-Men proper. Not, they're not X-Factor, X-Force, uh, you know, X-Static. They're, they've been on the X-Men. That's difficult to answer. Uh, I will say... If you were talking about like a core X-Men, like a, what, a primary A-list team? Have, have they, okay, okay. Have they ever been on like the Uncanny X-Men, the Astonishing X-Men, the X-Men team, like the main books no. for X-Men? Okay. Okay, so they're not featured in any core titles. So we're talking side character, females, um, even takes out some obscure ones like Danger. So that was a good question because she's been on the Extinction team. Um, so female... Is this character? I'm I'm trying to think like there's like the Morlocks and some more underground that are still good guys, kind of like a Marrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has this character? Let's see. Is this character in the TV show or movies? I couldn't say they haven't appeared in background or a side piece, but not. No, I, I would feel pretty confident saying no. Hmm. The fact that he's not confident makes me think that they're an older character. It probably wouldn't be somebody who showed up. Like he could have outright said no if it was somebody who like was weeded well, earlier. You know what I mean? Does this character feature more prominently in the '90s comics? No. Hmm, not '90s. Was Hard this no. character featured in the 2000s? Yes. Meaning 2000, 2010. Yes. That's nine. And they are a mutant. So, um, hmm. not a court team. It's not, it's not Has, armor. She was on Astonishing. Has this character been featured in any of the X-Men video games? Yes. Ooh, that was a good one, Kelsey. So 10, they're in a video game. Let's think through. Who was that uh, female that was in um, X-Men Legend? Magma. Magma. Okay, so how do we ask, how do we narrow down, narrow that out without throwing a question away specifically for that? Does this person have elemental powers? Yes. Magma's looking pretty good, my man. Always does, right? Um, We'll narrow it further. New mutants? Is this character in? Is this character in the X Men Legends series, the video game series? No. Okay, there you go. That knocks out a lot no. of mutants, actually. <laughs> okay, so now my mind goes to the fact I think like, well, Pride of the X Men had Dazzler, so that can't be. Um, let's think to some of the Dazzler's games. been in the comics too. 
Blink Blink was in the movie. Um, mm. Future we past, didn't ask about a movie. Much. That's not elemental. Oh, that's true. Oh, crystals, kind of. I don't. I don't know. Um, okay, so they are elemental. Is there a cheap knockoff Iceman girl? <laughs> that I could never tell you. Um, they're in the games. I'm thinking like guy. they're not in any post on of X stories, so it can't be one of the cuckoo's diamond elemental thing. Um, the element of diamond. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't think that's how he means elemental power. Trying to think 2000s X-Men with an elemental power set. That's 12. You've got seven and a guess. Kind of stumped here. Um, not if they're, not in X, if they're not in any X-Men Legends games, but they are in video games. What other video games have X-Men in there? Well, we could, if we want to go down this route, we could say, are they featured in a Marvel game as opposed mm. to an X-Men game? See if they're an Ultimate Alliance. But that seems kind of... Ask if they're from Earth. Is this care? Well, if they're a mutant, I'm assuming. Why? That's a big assumption. Well, I just don't know who it would be if they weren't on Earth. Like, like I, if it's a character that's this obscure female elemental and they're not from Earth, I don't know who it would be. Getting the information doesn't actually get you any closer. I guess it would tell us that we can't con- keep going. <laughs> um, okay, so elemental. The elemental, it's not Magma. We discussed that because she's featured in X-Men Legends. Um. Gosh, a lot of the female are they in the second coming or Messiah complex storylines? Yes. Okay. So it's in that fraction kind of run. Oh, I think I got it. You think you got it? Well, damn it. Now I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, Kelsey, I think it's on to you. This would be. I knew I knew it'd it'd be something along this, and I don't. I didn't really read those two like closely. Were they in um, the Marvel vs. Capcom video game series? Then no. The hell, video game? Would they have? Do they stand next to Thunderbolt Ross sometimes? No. I love the question, but no. Uh, It's not Hope. Well, yeah, because Hope has been in the new comics. Ah, shit. That's a good point. I got got real excited. It was was worth the question. (laughs) That Euroclix deep cut. um... Storm has been featured. So is there an off-brand Storm? I I don't know. Four questions and a guess. You know what elemental characters oh, what about okay hold on there's the chick that can shoot lightning i think um she was in the new x-men with rock slide and stuff <laughs> incredibly confident she shoots lightning i think oh what is her name like uh gosh is it my question it can be hey, you guys aren't restricted necessarily you asked the thunderbolt ross one was your last question 
Oh man, Rock Slide. Uh, what is her name? Keep going. It'll come to me. Okay. Think of any. Um, where's the timer setting in the danger room? There isn't one. Is she in the new X Men? Yes. Okay, I just got to remember oh. what her name is. Oh, oh, she's in um. Surge Phage. Oh, give me one second. I'm so close in my head. Three uh, questions and a guess. Generation of manipulation shows up in 2004 New Mutants Volume Two. Surge. Surge. That's what I'm thinking. Um, is there element lightning based or electricity based? Yes. Is it surge? It is surge. Yes. Okay. All right. Woo! <laughs> Man, that was tough. I'm glad you picked that out because in the 2000s, I, I I don't know a lot of them. I just I just don't. So uh, surge not only was featured but created in the 2000s. Um, she, I, this is dirty to answer yes in the video games because she appears in X-Men Destiny, uh, which I know good game we never right? played. You guys were on a totally wrong path there. So it never I, did, did it to X-Men Destiny? Yeah, it did. It Just did? not okay. a huge, huge, uh, uh, fanfare. Well, I didn't know if Kelsey asked game or video game and I was like, oh, he's doing hero clicks as a game. <laughs> No, 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 no. I see. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone that far just because you pretty much have them all there. I mean, well, I'm wasting my dang time. What what name did I make up for? I, I was like, it's some with an S. You said Surge. You did say Surge. Dang it. <laughs> so she she is also the uh, featured star piece of Max's student team in the X Men that won X Men board game based off of the the Gladiator game. That that's what that. made me remember. That <laughs> Was oh. that moment? But was, her she, was she in like the X Men Evolution show or Wolverine in the X Men? I don't think she's been in any of the. Any of the like maybe she's been in the background of stuff before, but yeah, I don't I, remember her being in a, in anything really. But her connection to this was she was introduced in the new X Men storyline where they have the student teams uh, works pretty closely with and is in a relationship for a while with Prodigy, who's now on the X Factor team. Mm, mm. nice well this has been fun i, I kind of like being this chair kelsey you gonna run the danger room next time i don't know if i can handle it oh i bet you can got the seat nice and warm for you <laughs> all right guys well that just about wraps it up for this week thanks for listening and we'll see you next time later hello fellow danger room survivors this is dane thanking you for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode I want to invite you to join the examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for questions of the week and Marvel 20 questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N.blogspot.com and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, Help us grow the community by giving us an Omega Level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week.